Hey, I'm Gabriel. And I'm Steluza. And you're listening to TeamX. A podcast where we're all about helping leaders and their teams unleash their superpowers and maximize results. We're both professional coaches and very passionate about everything that has to do with improving team dynamics, helping them work as a coherent system, and achieve high performance. Whether you're new to leading teams or have been at it for a while, this is the right place to be if you want to take your team to the X level. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, welcome to TeamX Podcast, powered by Rosenthal Coaching. Today we're going to discuss uh, team culture and how does this support or prevent the team from achieving great results and high performance. Hello, I'm Stelu Zaleo. I'm Gabriel Trandafiresco. We are professional coaches working with leaders and their teams to unleash their superpowers and maximize results. If you're new to our podcast and channel, follow us, subscribe to our channel, connect with us so that you get notified whenever we go live. So as Gabe said, uh, the topic of today is team culture and how does it support or prevent achieving better results? Because we know that awareness plays a key role in personal development and team culture awareness does the same for team coherence and greatly impacts the team's ability to achieve high performance. So when we hear phrases like, this is how we do things around here, or this is who we are, These phrases speak about the team culture. Understanding your team culture can help create a stronger, more successful team. It can also help you achieve your goals and meet your KPIs faster. Failure to do so can cost you a lot of time and energy and resources and give you headaches. So here is what we're covering today. What is team culture and how does it differ from the larger organization culture? Why is it important to be aware of your team, team's culture? And how does team culture impact high performance? So let's start with the very beginning, Gabe. What is team culture and how does it differ for, from uh, the larger organization's culture? Yeah, um, thank you, Staluta. I will start from the, from the larger organization because that's where I would say most people are familiar with, like uh, when... when Any company states their values and mission and vision and all that and uh, how they approach you know people and diversity and all all the new stuff that's coming in and uh, paying more attention to people lives that that's uh, let's say the broader organization's culture which is I would say um, more uh, uh, politically correct and uh, public-facing culture, I would say, rather than internal culture. So that's what people from uh, uh, outside that, that organization, that's how they see the company. But when we talk about the team culture, is I would say is the more intimate level and layer of, of how people behave in a certain way within the team. And, and anybody who has ever been in a team knows that Every team has their own stuff. You know, this is how we drink coffee in the morning. This is how we, they celebrate birthdays in a certain way. They begin and end meetings in a certain way. They, you know, they have their inside jokes. They have their own values. They, they, maybe they play a certain sport, uh, you know, predominantly, or they watch uh, uh, some shows together, or they discuss a certain type of, um, you know, media they consume together and stuff like that. So in a way, in time, 
uh, it's like people synchronize their own, you know, ways of t doing things with each other. And there's uh, an emerging, this is like an emerging culture, which is, uh, whatever you don't see in any kind of manual or, uh, you know, company uh, official uh, memorandums, this is how people are behaving and, and relating to each other in, an, um, in a very uh, non-official way, I would say. So what about you? Have, have you experienced uh, a, a specific team culture? Where have you been? Which... Uh, it's stuck with you and, and you can have nice memories about it? Yes, for sure. So you, you know that I've worked for really large organizations uh, in, in my career in uh, corporate sales. So I was within organizations in which um, so we know of different type of cultures, right? We know that, you know, there are theories out there that speak about creative uh, environments, creative type of culture, uh, more strict type of culture. And but we're going to talk, we're not going to talk and I'm not going to talk about these formal definitions or formal mm -hmm. structural uh, types of cultures. We're going to talk about the culture at large. Right. So I was part of uh, uh, I was fortunately uh, part of a team that was um, really suitable for me as an individual. It was a, a team in which uh, communication was open. There was no need for too, much, too formal communication, except for you know the, what we needed to exchange within emails and the mm -hmm. reports that we needed to submit. All the communication, all the decisions were taken verbally. The meetings were run smoothly. We, we very seldom had formal meetings, like sitting around the round table and going through the, the, the details of something that we needed to discuss and strategizing around that. Usually these conversations were around um, a coffee uh, table or around a lunch or a dinner sometimes, even with families. And this was probably the, not probably, this was actually the, the type of culture, the organizations that I thrived in, because this is how I am. I've, I'm very informal. I like to make jokes, sometimes dirty jokes. I like to uh, to socialize with people. I don't like being very formal. So for me, it it was very suitable, this type of, uh, of, um, of culture. I was within the same organization because you were talking about uh, the larger company's organization and, you know, the team's organization. Within the same organization, I was in a different team years back, which was a very formal team. And I hated it. We are all sitting around the desk, uh, around a big table um, in the meeting room. Uh, everyone was formal. We were supposed to come on time a couple of minutes prior to that. Everyone was supposed to, you know, to have the notes in front of them and to have the pen. Everyone's contribution uh, needed to be um, received or delivered in a certain way, only if the leader allowed it to allowed it, you to speak. And you probably can hear from my tone of voice that that was not the place for me. For me, it was it was not honestly. I felt that every team meeting was a waste of time. I felt that every interaction was a forced one, and I felt that I could have lived and I could have achieved my goals without any of those uh, interactions. And I didn't feel any support outside. I mean, during the regular work hours, outside the meetings, right? <laughs> so 
have experienced within the same organization two different types of cultures. And in one of them, I, I achieved my all my KPIs and I overachieved my targets and everything, but I, I did it because I'm a self-driven person. In the other one, I overachieved and I felt really good and motivated to, to go to work. And I was looking forward actually to, to meeting my mates and um, to our meetings because our meetings were so informal, right? We were meeting at the Starbucks or coffee shops or we were at various restaurants or even with families over fishing trips and stuff like that. So. I, I've experienced both of them, and this can, you know, um, I think maybe it can be the transition towards understanding why is it important for a team leader to um, uh, to be aware of the team culture, because when it comes to onboarding new people, for example, this can be somehow... Um, not somehow, actually, it can be really impactful, because when you onboard a person, when you're going through the recruitment and hiring and onboarding a person, this takes a lot of time and energy. So let's speak to that, Gabe, if, uh, if you don't mind. Yes, that, that's a very good transition. And, and the fact that you mentioned two teams, different, totally different teams to where you, uh, where you were a part of and how different you related to each one of them, it, it's so important. And obviously, it's a very good transition to our second point, which is why is it important to be aware as a leader and as I would say generally as leadership, because it's not only the leader of that team that needs to be aware, but also all the people involved in uh, supporting that team and making it uh, uh, you know, high performing, because that's ultimately the goal for all people in leadership and HR and business partners and all that. So. Why is it important? Because I would say the short version is because it can cost you a lot of money if you are not aware. And one of the things you just mentioned, which is, uh, I would say, uh, the first point of entry for this potential very big cost and loss, if you will, is because if you are not aware and if you bring people on board who are very different than the team's culture, existing team's culture, first of all, they will not fit. And this is just just the tip of the iceberg because, because they will not fit. This can create a very big ripple and, and multiple ripples within the team dynamics, which in turn switches the team focus from being high-performing, uh, provided that they were high-performing, uh, before that, and they were, you know, glued together well, and they were working before this new person came in, and uh, switching their focus from, you know, doing their stuff and to doing the things that they they take them to being high performing to uh, inwards, you know, their energy towards this struggle, this uh, imbalance, because it's obvious when when this type of person. It's so different than the team culture uh, already existing. It's, there is a big imbalance and the disruption that's created over there. And, and the, the team's uh, attention is moved over there. And they cannot be high-performing. So there you go. That there's a big cost uh, just by not being uh, very attentive to who are you bringing in and if they match with the team culture. 
Yeah, and I think it's this is a very good point that you made. You know that the energy is uh, is focused towards. You know, if the individual doesn't fit within the the team, uh, the team's culture, uh, there is a lot of struggle internally. So I can I tell you from my own experience. Instead of a lot of time, instead of focusing what I needed to do, I'm spending it in my head of like, how the hell do I get out of this uh, meeting? Um, this is a shitty organization. This is a shitty team. Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna. I don't feel supported. I need to reach out the effort that when I needed support, for example, because I didn't feel that I belonged to that team and I didn't feel that the, the leader that I had was a supportive one. I was looking for ways and spending a lot of time to find support outside uh, the mm -hmm. team within other uh, teams uh, where I had people that I, I could relate when I felt that they were similar to me and that we shared the same kind of values, the same type of communication. So a lot of, of energy and effort is wasted like that. There is also on the, the flip coin, um, um, the rest of the team also feels frustrated when one person does not fit mm -hmm. in within the, the team's uh, culture uh, because they look at that person as an outsider. They withhold information, the collaboration, because mm -hmm. we've talked about the interdependencies within the team, right? Uh, team members depend on each other. And if that person is not, uh, is not viewed as a valued member of the team, this dynamic, as you said, is affected the collaboration doesn't flow smoothly and there's it's a lot of effort that it's uh, um it, it's funneled towards that towards this dynamic and there is another um reason why we uh, want to talk about um the importance of being aware of your team culture and this is when big changes happen right when you have to uh, to implement new changes within your team right do you want to talk about that and then i'll share my my uh, point of view on it Sure. Uh, now, now uh, we want to make sure that bringing on board another person, it is a big change as well. But now we're uh, considering the changes that uh, are facing the entire team uh, as it is, right, without having somebody else coming on board at the same time. So let's say you want to implement as a leader a new uh, set of rules for engaging a new client. Let's say you're you were talking about the sales team, right? And of course, that, that sales team, let's say it's a mature one, right? So, you know, as as the team matures, there is a the momentum that's building up and they, they are more and more inclined to do stuff in their own way as they, we, we just mentioned, they harmonize themselves and they, they work very good together. And, you know, it, it's like a, when uh, two partners in, in private life, they... They know each other and they complement each other so well. And there are fewer words needed. And, you know, the energies, they speak to themselves. And you don't have to speak that much. And in a mature team, which is also high-performing, you can see that, you can feel that when you are there. Like, every, everything works so so well, like a harmony, like a, like a symphony, right? And the more you, you go in time and the team builds up this momentum and they have their own stuff, you know. And then as a leader, you want to implement things. You need to be aware of how this train, you know, is moving because it's a it's a solid train moving forward. And it's very hard to, uh, you, you know, to apply something which is out of place 
on that train, moving train, high speed performing train, you know, and you need to be aware of that. So, for example, you mentioned uh, uh, j just one example, right, to make it easier to grasp for people watching it, or maybe uh, uh, young leaders. Um, uh, the thing that the team might, might have their own inside jokes, and they're, you know, they, they are very cheerful and, and they are not taking themselves too seriously, which most of the high performing teams do. And they are, you know, like you feel like you're in a stand up comedy uh, sometime. And if the leader comes and say, hey, guys, uh, I'm sorry to do this, but you need to, uh, you know, abide by these new rules and, you know, not taking into account that this is not the approach which is appropriate for that thing, you know. And on the other hand, they can come and make a joke about it and, and see, like, make fun of it on, and make fun of the whole process and, hey, uh, look at this stuff. Like, we need to do this, but, yeah, I, I hate it too, but, you know, let, let's see how it goes and involve everybody in it. And there's a totally different way of putting it. So uh, in in any type of change that can impact the team's activity in a big way, uh, you know, a new um, ERP installing or a new CRM or a new set of rules for engaging customers or whatever, you know, uh, uh, any type of uh, set of rules or uh, systems or processes that can uh, disrupt the team's already high performance uh, it's very dangerous if you're not taking into account the team's uh, culture. How about yeah. your experience? Yeah, I can tell you that it, it is exactly as you said. So if a big change comes in and the manager does not know how to translate that into, um, into a way of communicating it so that it fits within the team culture, uh, that there's going to be a lot of pushback because we know what happens, but uh, um, we know that it also impacts a lot uh, the results of that team. And now because we're talking about a big change and we're not on a big change uh, except for onboarding, bringing new people on the team, right? Mm -hmm. Usually <clears throat> these changes are brought about either by the large organization or if the, it is a smaller team by the management and by the, the manager uh, himself or herself because they consider that this will bring results, right? That it will mm -hmm. positively impact the organization. So not being able to translate that change into a language that speaks to the team culture will actually stall the change. And because anyway, we are prone to hate change, right? Push back mm -hmm. uh, any change. That's human being. It's not, it's, yes. it, it is within our nature, right? So if you do not, as a team leader, if you do not package it in a way that speaks and does not come as a threat to your uh, to your team it comes like a, just another thing right as mm -hmm. you said guys i hate it also i you know i hate change as much as you do yourself but we need to do that because of this or that 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 creates the the opportunity for the team to embrace the change whilst mm -hmm. if it is not translated you know the the language that the team speaks within their internal inner culture 
there is this pushback, there will be stalling, people will be sabotaging the, the, the change in itself. And you will find yourself as a leader six months down the line that you're still struggling, you're still at the beginning uh, with your change. There will still be people who are pushing back. There will still be people, of course, there will be people who will be embracing it and people who will be pushing back as much as possible. And this will affect actually uh, your team's uh, results because you will not be oh. able to achieve your KPIs. The, there will be frictions within the team because of that. Uh, the team's dynamic will be affected. You know, there will be fractions within the uh, the team that um, disrupt actually the process of achieving performance, and the energies will be spent towards that instead of uh, towards uh, embracing the change that will uh, lead you towards uh, achieving your results. So this is really important to understand that. Um, uh, being aware of your team culture impacts the the results of your team, and it's we were talking earlier about you know hiring a new person. It's everything translates into results, right? Because any any team, any organization is there to achieve results. Whether we're talking about uh, sales or um, a support team, any or any team in an organization is there to achieve results. So if the culture of the team is not understood and it's not the, the team leader, you as a team leader are not aware of the culture of your team, then you will have a real issue because pe people will be pushing back because teams are made of people, right? And we talked about that so many times and I emphasize it so so much because I do believe that it it is important to always remember that your team is made up of people who come with different backgrounds, different experiences, so understanding that team culture is important. And I think you asked me if I experienced a change within one of the teams, and I did experience. And I'm going to share the experience that I had with a team uh, that had the culture that I really felt I belonged to and was suitable to me. And of course, because it was a, it was a top 25 Fortune company, changes were coming uh, uh, Top down. to bottom. <laughs> so there was there was no way you could push back. There was no way you could avoid that. But hmm. our leader had a way of you know translating that. In the, we were exactly as you said. We were jokingly talking about it. He was saying, you know, I hate it as much as you do. Let's go have a drink about it and you know mm -hmm. see how we can either um, you know adjust to it or how we can make it work for all of us. So it was a friendly approach. Uh, despite the difficulty of the change, because there were times in which we needed to embrace changes that we all of us hated. And we knew that for at least for us, for, for the way we worked, they didn't make any sense, right? We didn't feel that it brought any value. For sure, at a high level, it is from a strategic point of view, it did make sense. But for us, for the way we, because we were a train on the, uh, on the rails, as you said, right? We were moving, we were all of us, we had a certain energy and we were so well matched together that we felt we don't need any disturbance. We were doing really well. We were overachieving all the time, right? So it was that. It was the fact that he was really aware of how we were, our personalities. He was leading us in a way uh, well, towards change that was actually, we were making fun of it, but it was not, oh, we're all so tired. We don't want to do this. We were like, okay, let's it's another one let's give it a try and see how it's you know um goes down the line so it's really important to um to understand your team's culture and this is why because it affects uh results um 
on the long run, right? Yeah. And um, let's talk about, I think we, we talked about and we touched about that quite a lot and in, in our conversation, but how does team culture impact high performance is, you know, I think we, we, we touched upon it, upon it, but if there are any other topics that you want to touch upon. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would like to maybe emphasize on, uh, because we, we discussed mostly about high performing teams. I, I wanted to point out that both in both, both scenarios, let's say you, you, we, we take the extreme, you have one high-performing team and you have a low-performing team or, or, you know, there are issues in the team and the team results. So the leader comes in and wants to implement change, as you said, in order to make things better, right? Even if you're a high-performing team, you always, uh, as a good leader, you, you need to look for ways to even improve on that high-performing team and make it even more efficient and more productive and maybe uh, help them work less and have better results or, you know, there's always something to be improved. And uh, in big organizations, sometimes you as a leader don't even have a choice, right? They come, yeah. as, as we said earlier, they exactly. come top-down yeah. and you just yeah. have to, to communicate it. You're, you're caught in the middle between your team and the, yeah. the strategy of, uh, of the high management um, uh, that considers that as uh, a good change yeah that's correct and, and also in this and in, in the other uh, end of the spectrum there is a low performing team so again a good leader wants to improve things right and brings up, upon change that you know might be uh, a different system or process or set of rules or whatever so in both scenarios uh, if you don't take into account the team culture as you mentioned the 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 results are the exact opposite even so it doesn't matter if it's a high performing or a low performing but the results are exact opposite and the performing uh, team will become low performing and even in a in a because the ripples of this non synchronizing uh, of the team culture with the change are very long as you mentioned like they can go on for uh, a, a lot of time and also impact everybody in the team, right? So uh, this, this is a big loss if you uh, don't do that. That's the bottom line. It's always about the money because we're talking about corporations, right? Even though, yes, we as team coaches and um, as people development specialists, we, we love to see companies who are really taking care of their people and they want them to become better in the teams as well. But on, you know, at the end of the day, they need to look at the numbers and we want teams to become high performing and still be, be uh, human, right. And, and stay human and stay in touch with the human side because we are not robots, but regardless of high, high or low performing, uh, again, I want to emphasize on this. Uh, if you don't bring about the change that synchronizes uh, with the team culture, the results it's, uh, can be big, big losses. And uh, the team's uh, energy will be hijacked and uh, brought into the disruption instead of working on you know, their own stuff. And there is another thing to it, you know, even if people stick around for, for a while, they will leave at the first opportunity. 
yes. when if if the culture is not fit for them, if you if you're not aware of that of your of your team culture, and if you don't speak to that, and if you you as a leader, um, if you if you as a leader landed in a team that already had their own culture, if you you're not fitted there, or if you don't adjust to that, that is going to be a hell of a job for you. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna have really really long sleepless nights because of that. So um, it's the same thing for uh, for team members, right? So for you as a leader, you have more at stake than a team member might have because you think of your career, you're already on your development path uh, further, and maybe you you might be thinking of your next promotion when you already landed this one and you landed in this team. So you might be willing to invest more effort into uh, either embracing the team's culture, or if you're forming your team culture, uh, you need to be aware that you have a certain personality style and a certain values and attract towards you the people that jive with, with you. Uh, because further down the line, people are people. They will yeah. seek safety they will seek a place that brings them comfort and we are all looking to evolve right and even if we have to pay the bills even if your employees still have to pay the bills especially now with how the world shifted uh over the past two and a half years and with uh so many remote work opportunities uh, out there people are not um stuck or don't stay for such a long time in in teams mm. that uh are not they feel that they're not a good fit for them and with um if we're looking ahead and if we're looking at what's going on in the workforce with so many millennials uh, being in the workforce and the newer generations coming in who are not really open to you know cutting corners to anything if you're not aware of your team culture if you're not embracing the team culture and working with it you will not be having a high-performing team for sure, for sure. So this is how it impacts high performance because people will be, you will have high attrition, you will have the team dynamics disrupted, you will have uh, your own inner struggles and you're a human being as a leader as well, right? If you are stuck within, with a team that... Um, is pushing bad and it's not achieving results. You're going to have a lot of a headache. It was go it, it will also impact your career as well because you might want to run away or you you know if your team is not performing for sure it shows up in the charts and um, you will have uh, um, issues with your top management as well. So there are so many ways that the team culture impacts uh, achieving high performance or it can it can hinder achieving high performance for you as a team leader and being aware of it is so important. This is what we wanted to talk about today. And um, I don't know, Gabe, do you have anything else that you want to add to this before we, you know, we finish the conversation? Because I think there, there's a lot yeah. of, we both love yeah. this conversation about team culture and developing people and creating a safe space for people actually to be heard, seen and, you know, yes. uh, understood. So. Yes, I, I would love to share some, some recent example of uh, how deep you can go as a leader into a you know, identifying and mapping out this team culture. And by the way, uh, as a leader and as a team, having coaching part of your life, you know, as improving, like like a tool for improving 
and, and becoming higher performing all the time is part of a team culture. There are teams who, uh, who uh, you know, take on coaching as something like, uh, you, you know, you have uh, uh, Google Docs and you have email and you have uh, uh, Salesforce and you have LinkedIn Navigator and you have coaching. It's like another tool, you know, they, they take it into their culture as part of their, you know, uh, life of becoming a better team. And one of the examples I want to give, like uh, one of my favorite clients, I would say, yes, I, I do have favorite clients. Uh, one of the leadership coaching sessions I had with him, with him he said, I am, I'm noticing this um, uh, you know, difference now because he's now very accustomed to seeing patterns because we've been working for a while and he picked up this looking for patterns and how people behave very, very well. And <clears throat> he said, I'm seeing uh, like two sides of the team. One of them who don't have problems with sleep and the other ones who have problems with sleep. And I, I would like to see how to help, you know, the other, the other part to, to have a better, you know, quality of their life. So this is the level that I would hope every leader can go when, you know, working on themselves and their teams to become better and to want to make them, to help them have a better life. Because after all, this is what I think a leader should be to want his team, their team to become better as people and to have a better life. And of course, incidentally, they will be a better teammate and employee. So I, sure. I love this example. Yeah, that's for sure. And I, I really love this client of yours who thinks about uh, uh, the quality, uh, the overall life quality of his uh, employees and his uh, team members. And because you were mentioning about teams that have um, coaching as a culture. I just wanted to share with you guys a fact that, you know, in, in, in our sales uh, efforts as well, I reached out to an organization that was a local organization here in Vancouver. And uh, uh, we offered to do coaching for them. And the answer that I got from the CEO was that, you know, we've been using coaching for the past five years, not only for me and for my executive team, but for all employees, because we couldn't have gotten so far without coaching. And I acknowledge that. So, <laughs> and, you know, I, I was uh, literally uh, blown away by his answer. It, it was not because I was upset or anything. It was just because I was so happy to see that this was a... Uh, small organizations you know by the standards of you know recognized standards of how you measure organizations it has around 30 employees and it was not the biggest and still he was coaching every employee he was using coaching as a development tool for his business actually because your employees are part of your development plan of your business growth. You cannot grow your business without your employees. So developing them, you're actually developing and growing your business. This is really important mm. for, for leaders to really uh, wrap their head around this idea that you're not spending money on coaching, you're investing money in your business actually with coaching. So <clears throat> I think uh, that was all from us today on culture and how does uh, team culture uh, support or uh, prevent achieving better results. 
until next Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Everyone stay safe, uh, stay well. Make sure to subscribe to our channel if you're watching us on YouTube, to follow us, connect with us if you have any questions in regards to coaching and team coaching. Uh, if not, just stay well and see you next week.